Hey, it's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and it's The Entrepreneurial You, the show for dedicated and passionate Caribbean entrepreneurs seeking daily inspiration, brought to you by author, speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur, Henneka Wakis-Porter. You must be prepared to ignite. Coming up on this episode of The Entrepreneurial You. If you are searching for something, you want to know something, I would rather trust Google than Amazon because that's what they're known for. They're known for their amazing search. They have created now Google Podcasts, which means they really are diving into voice first in that sense that they want to answer you possibly with a podcast or some kind of audio training or recording and uh, get you hooked there. Hi, I'm Henneke watkis Portal, your inspirational leader and host of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Jamaica Stock Exchange. And now let's go to today's episode. My guest on episode 84 of the Entrepreneurial You podcast is a success strategist, storyteller, speaker, and the host of the Sigrun Show podcast. She's the creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs and in only four years, she built a multi-seven-figure lifestyle business. I'm super thrilled to welcome Sigron to the Entrepreneurial You podcast. Welcome, Sigron. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Awesome. What, if anything, do you know about Jamaica? Well, I know it's beautiful there. And all the people that I know from Jamaica are fun and you know, internationally, it's always the movie with the bobsledding that has made Jamaica really known everywhere in the world. So yeah. fun people and a beautiful country. Awesome. So have, have you ever been here and how many times? If you have? No, not been yet. Uh, so that's one of the places I still need to go to. Yes, ma'am. And when you do, please hook me up. <laughs> I will. Awesome. So I did uh, mention some of the things that you do in the intro, but I'd like to go a little further for you to just take a moment and tell us a little more about your background and your journey into success. So I come from Iceland, small island in the, well, maybe not so small island, but uh, let's say few ha inhabitants, only 330,000 inhabitants, uh, uh, Iceland in the North Atlantic. And, uh, Growing up, I knew I wanted to study abroad. Typically, when you live on a small island, you want to get away and then you want to come back. And so I went to Germany, 20 years old, and studied architecture. As I was finishing architecture, I realized I did not want to work as an architect. And I moved over to computer science because the internet was taking off and I felt that was so exciting. So I was able to do the switch. I'm still a licensed architect. I finished also my computer science degree. And then I started to work and I immediately became in charge of a department and quickly thereafter CEO of a software company. So I felt I need to study business as well. So I ended up with four master's degrees and was 10 years a CEO before I started my own business. Four master's degrees. <laughs> wow. <laughs> My mom thinks it's too much and she wants to make sure that I don't study anything more. But I think I'm constantly learning. I'm a, you know, we need to be constantly learning. And I've done numerous online courses since I uh, did my last official study. Mm -hmm. 
Because I actually believe that we are, you know, perpetual students of life. We're always learning, you know, we never, ever stop. We may stop formal education, you know, and those long um, certifications and stuff, but we never, ever stop learning. And that's the interesting thing about life. Yeah. I think it's um, actually, you know, it's so interesting because I have all these degrees and I was always a good student. Um, Today, I value much more when people uh, take action, you know, uh, so I don't think education in the form that maybe I had it uh, is, is, is what people really need today. I do think some kind of a formal education is good because you learn to do research, you learn to write a paper, you learn to kind of stick to deadlines, you learn to some self-discipline because you might not actually have someone telling you what to do every day. These are all good things, uh, but ultimately the education um, expires quite fast. If you learn computer science, uh, what you learn in computer science 10 years later, everything has, has changed. The programming language has changed. But what has not changed are the methods on how to learn new things, how to quickly implement things. And uh, you often build an amazing network. So I'm not you know, speaking against formal education, but I think it's just impossible for formal education to keep up with society today. Mm-hmm. And that is absolutely true. And if ever it's true in any area, it is in the area, as you mentioned, of technology, information technology, computing, um, that has changed significantly. I remember back in high school when I did computer science, it was called, um, you know, Lotus, I remember Lotus 1, 2, 3. You know, who does that know? You know, it's all about Excel and the Microsoft uh, office suite, etc. So um, that information is so outdated, but at least it introduced me to the computer. Yes. <laughs> anyway, <Exactly. laughs> so we're going to move into what we're really here to talk about, and it is voice first. Now, I mentioned in my email to you um, a couple of weeks ago that I randomly pick up, uh, picked up Gary V's Crushing It, right, at a, at a uh, boutique bookshop, and I saw the chapter on voice first, and that really, really excited me. Now, that zeal, of course, led me to your website where I listened to your podcast on that particular episode of uh, on voice first. So now I'm excited to dive in. What is voice first? Voice first are, um, is the future of devices that you speak to, and they either speak back to you the answer, or they list it on a screen. So typical voice-first devices are already in your hands if you have a phone. If you have a mobile phone, you can already speak to it. You can say Siri, and you can say, hey, Google. Uh, So people already have it, and they don't really know it. Uh, The next version of voice-first devices are... um, Alexa. Alexa has been around for several years. They are leading this in terms of voice-first devices, where I actually, the Alexa on my table, I have to have it turned off now, otherwise it would speak to us all the time, every time I say Alexa. And uh, it has a screen. So I can speak to it. I can say, Alexa, start my day. And then a screen shows up and it says, I'm playing CNN briefing or Sigrun Sparks or uh, Gary V, you know, whatever I've subscribed to, the way I subscribe to things on Alexa, I go on my phone and there's an app, Alexa app, and I can find 
all the briefings, all the skills, everything that people have created that I can listen to. And there are daily shows, for instance, mine, mine is a daily show and CNN has a daily briefing, Gary has a daily briefing, and you can subscribe to these briefings. And then there are also skills. You can have someone help you with cooking or uh, help uh, you know, your child to uh, brushing its teeth in the evening. So that's an Alexa skill. Mm-hmm. To move on to other devices, of course, Apple and Google have devices now. There is a rumor that Facebook is creating their own device as well because what we think will happen is that people will pick one company. They will pick Amazon or Google or Facebook or Apple and will fill their home with these devices. Mm. And they will have, you know, devices in uh Every, every room, basically. You know what is interesting? As you talk about, um, you know, you, you talk to Alexa and stuff. I am so intrigued these days that, you know, sometimes I'm sitting on my computer working and I get a little bored or tired and I want to just, you know, switch things up a bit. I just actually, I go to Siri <laughs> and I speak to Siri and we have a whole conversation going on. And it's hilarious. Now, I remember just recently, you know, having learned about voice first and everything. I came home. I sat in front of my television. Um, I went to Amazon Fire, the T- Amazon Fire TV, uh, said to Alexa, please find the Entrepreneurial You podcast, which is my podcast. And before you know it, the podcast was actually playing. I'm like, wow, this is the day and age that I am living in. I get to experience this amazing stuff. So, um, Essentially, voice first is just speak you speaking into a device and that returning to you some information, whether it be uh, audio still or on you know or you you are looking at the response via a screen. That's a good summary, is it? <laughs> That's a good summary. Uh, it also goes further uh, in terms of having a fridge or a toaster or a coffee machine or any kind of devices. So if you think of any kind of electro- electronics you have at home today, a vacuum cleaner, ironing uh, you know, uh, device, anything that is uh, operated with, with electronics uh, could be a voice-first device in the future. Imagine your fridge. You don't even have to speak to it, but you could, and it's going to order automatically. Let's say you always want a yogurt every morning, and now you're running out of yogurt. The, the fridge is not going to necessarily wait for you to ask. It might actually speak up and say, hey, we're running out of yogurt. Do you want me to order some? And you say yes. I love that life. <laughs> I, love that. <laughs> I can get used to that life, Sigrun. Um, it's amazing stuff. So we talked a little about the various technologies. You know, We mentioned briefly Amazon, there is Apple, and of course, the room of Facebook, Microsoft, and Google. But, you know, if you could just share a little overview, what you think is the advantage of one over the other, and what are the particular specific uses that one will have versus the other predominantly? So if we just look at the voice-first speakers, because that's really what many of us are talking about. I know you already have the phones, but I think what, what is really going to take off now, especially this year and next year, is that more people are going to have one of those speakers. Now, Alexa has a huge advantage. Amazon has a huge advantage that they already have been on the market way longer than Google and Apple. So I do think 
they are going to win this game from for now for now whether they win this game forever uh, I'm, I'm i'm not a futurist uh, but for now it, it i have alexa and i have multiple alexas i also have the apple pod and the google but just as testing devices the advantage of the different devices is that alexa is way ahead so there's a lot of people that have created these briefings that i talked about briefings is a daily thing, you know, you subscribe to a briefing and you could have CNN tell you the news every day, or uh, you can use a skill and say, how do I create a cocktail? And there's going to be someone who has created uh, a skill for it. And then what Amazon ultimately wants you to do is to buy. So of course I had to turn this off because I was testing my Alexa and I said, buy Gary V's latest book. And it just bought it. And I got a message on my phone that the book was on its way and I, I could luckily cancel the order. Um, so Amazon wants you to buy. They are not creating Alexa for you to just chat all day long and have fun. Ultimately, they want to sell you stuff that is otherwise available on the Amazon.com website. That's one of the reasons they've also bought, you know, they have bought now a food giant in the US. They basically want to sell you, deliver you groceries, books, electronics, anything you might want to purchase. I don't think they're selling cars yet, but who knows in the future. Basically, who knows? Anything you might want to purchase, Amazon wants to be there and Alexa is the tool to get there. And that's why Alexa is going to be winning in the future, for now, for now, maybe not in the future, but for now Alexa is winning because there's just more Alexa devices out there. Mm -hmm. Now, Google obviously has search so if you are searching for something, you want to know something, I would rather trust Google than Amazon because that's what they're known for. They're known for their amazing search. And they have created now Google Podcasts, which means they really are diving into voice first in that sense that they want to answer you possibly with a podcast or some kind of audio training or recording and uh, get you hooked there. So people who value search, they're maybe not so into buying from amazon.com. They will be loving Google. But Apple, I'm a huge Apple fan. So obviously I had to get the Apple HomePod as well, also for testing purposes. But the speakers on Apple's are by far the best. So anyone that appreciates who is, uh, you know, good audio sound, which we podcasters generally do, uh, we will love the Apple HomePod. You know, I had speakers here at home and now I have the Apple HomePod. I'm even thinking of giving the speakers away. The Apple HomePod is so good. So we looked at Google. We looked at Google. We looked at um, Alexa, Amazon and Apple. How about Microsoft? So I haven't looked into Microsoft myself, uh, so I cannot speak to that. But of course, Microsoft and Facebook, they want a piece of the pie. They're not one of the top three yet. Everybody wants to play along. And if you really want to be part of the future, which everyone believes will be voice first, or not everyone, we are convincing that everyone will be <laughs> believing in it after listening to this episode. Exactly. Is everyone, everyone wants to piece of the pie. So I want to explain a little bit why we believe voice first is the future. People are busy. We know how video is so popular, you know, on YouTube and Facebook and Facebook Live. Is, YouTube is really popular. It's a, a second largest uh, search engine. And then Facebook, uh, Facebook is pushing Facebook Live. But honestly, I'm not a huge video viewer. I do think it's kind of wasting my time. And podcasts 
on the other hand, or voice first, doesn't waste your time because you're doing something else at the same time. So you can be watching TV and you speak to your fridge and you can make an order and you can continue your movie and you, you didn't even make a break. You cannot do that with video. You can also be you know, walking somewhere out there and you're listening to a podcast or you are walking around your home and you're speaking to Alexa and learning something new. Maybe you're learning a new language. Maybe you're learning how to make a cocktail or how to make uh, you know, a rice pudding or whatever you want to learn. And you're doing two things at the same time. The more and more what we've seen in the last years, and this is going to be even more in the future years, is that people don't have time. Actually, we were talking about this uh, at the conference that I went to in, in New York, is that um, if you look at asking someone for time versus money, it's the priority is going to be you rather pay for something than lose your time. So if you can, for instance, save time, that's going to be more and more valuable. Why is Uber so successful or Airbnb and other things? Often it's about the time saving. We are going to take a break right here. Like there's just so much information, so much good stuff, Sigrun, to soak up, right? We're going to take a break right here. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about setting up and creating skills, going into a little defining what is a skill, and then tying all of that with why as entrepreneurs, we need to be concerned about voice first and how can we leverage it as entrepreneurs to reach our markets Let's take a break. And this review comes from C. Nielsen 30 out of the USA and says lots of great ideas and things to learn. Henneke is very relatable and I love her accent. <laughs> Thank you so much, C. Nielsen 30 um, out of the USA. And remember to keep your reviews coming. I want to hear from you. It means a lot to me. And you can get, guess what? You can get the chance to hear it read live here on the Entrepreneurial You podcast. So keep them coming. I appreciate you. So you want to start your podcast, but you don't know where to host it. Go to hennikawatkisporter.com and claim your one month free of podcast hosting on Blueberry. Or if you already have your host, but aren't getting statistics on your podcast, you can claim one month free stats from Blueberry at hennikawatkisporter.com. That's hennikawatkisporter.com. Go right now and claim your one month free statistics. We needed to raise capital. But our experience with local financial institutions was that they were cautious and slow to act, and interest rates were far too high. We had real concerns about financing our business through outside equity investors and the possibility of interference. Could we get a fair valuation for our business? We had our own ideas about the business and its value. Should I go the traditional route of bank financing? Or should I try the Jamaica Stock Exchange? So we made a call and experienced transformation of our business through conversations. I'm John Mafood, CEO of Jamaican Teas, and we're listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Give us a call today at 876-967-3271 to begin your transformation through conversation. We want to see your company listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Do you have a product or service to put out to the world, but you don't know where to begin? Do you have an idea for a blog, but think that having a website is just way too expensive? Do you want to start a website, but don't know where to begin? 
If you answered yes to any of these questions, visit HennekaWatkinsPortrait.com and sign up to HostGator Web Hosting. For as little as $2.75 per month, you can have the perfect option for your small site or blog. You'll have user-friendly building tools and unlimited domains. Go to HennekaWatkinsPortrait.com and sign up now for your perfect website. Welcome back. And my conversation is with Sigrun, who is now using voice first and she's having a field day with it. I bumped into her pretty much by reading, after reading Gary V's book, Crushing It. And then I doing my little research, it led me to her website and I listened to her podcast episode on voice first. And I invited her to come on the entrepreneurial you to share with you, my peak performers, about voice first. It isn't going anywhere. So don't think it's one of those things that is going to be a nine-day wonder. It is here to stay. And we've got to move with the trends. We've got to move with the time. So welcome back, Sigron. Thank you so much. Hey, it's, I'm having fun here with you. Awesome. So, so now let's move into setting up and creating skills. But first of all, what is a skill? A skill is something that you kind of pre-program or pre-set up. And uh, Alexa or Amazon, difference between a skill and a briefing. And I think that's a good way to see it. So a briefing is something like a podcast, really. If you can do a podcast or if you know what a podcast is, then basically you can create briefing. So I created my briefing in a very similar way to my podcast uh, I decided it would be 90 seconds uh, every day, and I just recorded 90-second episodes. I scripted them all up front, so I really knew how long it would be. And if you want to know how long a 90-second episode is, that's by 240 words. Uh, and I did a lot of testing, and then I just recorded. And there's no intro and outro, really, because you want to keep it really short. I end my last sentence with, you know, if you want to know how to build your lifestyle business, go to Sigrun.com. That's basically how I end my 90-second briefing. But otherwise, it's really to the point and pure information. So, and this is okay. what people mm -hmm. can sign up for. Mm -hmm. So they find me on the Amazon website or in the Alexa app, and they can sign up for the daily briefing. Mm -hmm. And then that in turn, no, because like you mentioned, it, it's really brief and it has to be brief because we recognize that people's uh, attention span are getting shorter and shorter and shorter as we live yeah. in this microwave society. So when you are at the outro being able to say, oh, you know, visit uh, sigrun.com for us, you know, as an outro, then you're actually leading them to, to into the other things that you're doing. You know, so it's creating like, you know, it's also marketing your other platforms as well. Yeah, but it's really short. It's one mm -hmm. sentence uh, right. because there's no time to, to go deeper. And people, people are easily going to stop listening. You know, it's one click in the button uh, on the app to unsubscribe to a briefing. And if your briefing is too long or boring or too much advertisement, people are going to do that. Uh, I was trying to do my briefing 60 seconds. I didn't really manage. So I ended up with 90 seconds. Some people do longer, but I think it's going to be too much. So typically you're automatically signed up maybe for two briefings when you buy a new Alexa. You have the weather. So if you say something like start my day, Alexa start my day, it's going to play my briefings. So let's say it plays now currently my own briefing, obviously. I want to hear that mine is working and going out there every day. Uh, it plays CNN and it plays Gary V. You don't have time for much more. Like if each briefing is 90 seconds, that's good. Then it ends with the weather. 
And if you are commuting to work, it will end with the commute. I took it off because I work from home. I have a home office, so I don't need to commute to work. Mm -hmm. So this is what a briefing is. It's relatively simple to set up. Actually, Amazon has fantastic instructions and it's the process is very much similar to a podcast. You just record your episodes, you upload them to a platform. I use Libsyn, which is the same platform I use for my podcast. And then I sign up with Amazon and link it to the Libsyn feed that I've already created. That's okay. it. Question yeah. to you. So does it mean, do you have to have a, a separate website for that? There's nothing on my website about this. Mm -hmm. It is just a feed on Libsyn. Mm -hmm. and connected to Amazon. So if you would come to my website, you would probably not know mm -hmm. that I have a daily briefing on Alexa because for me, I was trying to reach a different audience. I figured out that not everyone has an Alexa and it's quite a new device. I think there are 80 million devices out there and that's still not so much. There are other ways to get the content out there to people. Awesome. But Alexa's skill is a little bit different animal. Mm -hmm. uh, because if you ask Alexa, Alexa, uh, start happy hour. It actually is a skill. Uh, there's a company out there, alcoholic company, that has created a fun skill around happy hour. It is assuming that you have a certain drink at home and it's asking you, do you have white, brown or black one, the version of it? And then you answer back and it answers you back. But you can imagine this gets very complicated. So you have to program this. You have to anticipate all the questions that can come up. It's not like the podcast episode or the briefing I was just describing before. This is really kind of making up in your head the conversation that can happen. So let's mm -hmm. say we were programming this. We would say, okay, start happy hour. Obviously, we start this skill. And we would ask, do you have the brown drink, the blue drink, or the red drink? And the person would say, I have the red drink. Oh, great. You have the red drink. You know, you would have to write like three different versions. And then every version after that maybe also has two, three options. And suddenly you get quite a complicated setup. Right, right, right. It's just like, I think I'm thinking, as you say that, I'm thinking about Siri and, um, and what must have gone on in that programming. So every time you ask a question, it comes up with these things. And like, no, I can't find that. But at least it's, and even Siri isn't that difficult, you know, it, it's yeah. not challenging. It's more straightforward than that. Yeah. So what I'm seeing, because the Alexa skill is a little bit more difficult, it's more work that goes into it. You need to hire a programmer. There is a way, there is actually an app out there that can help you create this. But ultimately, if you want to create a good skill, uh, you will end up needing some kind of a programmer or have programming skills yourselves. So what I'm seeing is that many of the skills that are created are companies. We're talking about a company that ultimately wants to sell a product, like in this case, the alcoholic drink, or there's a company that basically is just building a brand, you know, a CNN would be also likely one to have a skill, you know, media companies and the briefings, I would say anyone can do. You know, you, you can be a solo entrepreneur, you can have really small business and you can still do a briefing because it's very similar to a podcast. And what's great about Voice First, it's not like a social media channel. So let's say if there is a new Facebook tool that comes out there and I have to build up my profile, I have to do marketing, I have to post every day. The Alexa briefing, it's uploaded, it's there. Yes, it's good if I market it, but Amazon is kind of marketing it for you if you are quick at getting reviews. Let's say you try to get 20, 30 reviews quickly after you launch an Alexa briefing. 
it's very likely that you'll come up. And if you are consistent and daily active, like I am, ultimately people will say, there are a lot of people who started Alexa briefings quickly, and then they gave up. They have stopped. So, or they have no reviews. So the audience will quickly, you know, see that. And the ones that are really putting out valuable content, they will go up in the search. Mm -hmm. But it's important to start now for one reason, for instance, is to claim a name. There is actually an Alexa briefing that has the name Inspire Me. And if I go to Alexa and say, Alexa, inspire me, what do you think comes up? Motivational stuff. (laughs) Yeah, but only from this particular person. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Because the difference between voice first and, you know, when you type in a search, when I type in something, I search something on Google, I get 10 results. And then I get multiple pages if I want to scroll and and check something further. On a voice first device, typically I get one recommendation, maybe two or three if I ask for it. That's the danger of not jumping onto these devices until later. So if somebody else has taken your name, you know, let's say if there is someone else that says, oh, entrepreneurial you or inspire me, I'm an entrepreneur or blah, blah, blah. It will come with three suggestions. If yours is not among the three top, then it's going to be hard to cut through the noise. You mentioned about, you know, how uh, the briefing is, you know, better for solo entrepreneurs to even consider. Now, it's a good point to segue into why should entrepreneurs in general, whether they are solopreneurs or they have partnerships or um, limited liability companies, whatever the format, why should entrepreneurs consider voice first and see it as a viable uh, um, media to or medium to be a part of? It's about omnipresence. You know, Facebook, the reach has gone down. Instagram, you have to post every day. You have to write a blog post, be very exciting. Like it's kind of hard to grow your audience, to grow your reach without a lot of effort or ads. If you throw money at it, you're going to get something back. Otherwise, it's your time investment. What's so great about voice first devices is that it takes me about two days a month to script 30 90 second episodes and record them. Once I'm finished with 365 days, they can rotate in the future. I could create new ones, but because my episodes are classical, they're mindset, they're general business strategy, uh, they're classical in a sense that they don't outdate. I think I had one episode where I felt like, ah, this could outdate. So I've, I've taken note of that. So for next year, I will definitely switch that one out. And maybe I'll switch a few out because, you know, I like to talk about new things, but I make sure that my briefing is not something that outdates so easily. On my podcast, I may talk about my last launch or I might talk about upcoming Christmas or whatever, but on the briefings, I, I make sure it's, it's timeless. Right. And it's only 90 seconds. So, you know, you don't have a lot of time. You have to use it, that um, yeah. real estate really, really well. I have a question, an audience question on Facebook, and it comes from Keisha George. And of course, she lives in Trinidad, right? So her Mm -hmm. question is, how could the Caribbean jump on the voice first ship early? So the best way that I found, and I found this process to be quite easy and seamless, especially because I had a podcast already. If you don't have a podcast and go to voice first, I think that's maybe not so good. I would start with a podcast. 
once you know that you are willing and able to run a podcast and maybe you have a weekly episode, now there's a chance to take that content that you create there and repurpose it. So most of the content that I have in my Alexa briefings is content from somewhere else. I'm not inventing necessarily the wheel. I'm taking snippets from podcast episodes, something that's timeless. And you basically just record it, as we said before, your things, you, you create a separate feed. It's like a podcast. And then you need to launch it and you launch it on social media. You mentioned it in your podcast, things like that. Uh, why should you join? Uh, we just said that before. It is hard to get a new audience. So Amazon and Google and, 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 and Siri, these are all search engines and people are ultimately going to find you. Now, I did not, I, I named my Alexa briefing Sigrun Sparks. So it does not, it's not like inspire me or build my business or something, which is probably better, but I am building a brand around my name. So I am calling everything Sigrun something, but you can have a subtitle, you can have a description. And when somebody now on Amazon.com types in my name, even if I don't have a book, the Alexa briefing will come up. Uh, we are not supposed to allow these opportunities to pass us by. You know, we want to jump on the ship, as Keisha puts it, early um, and not wait until it has sailed, you know, all the way out into the ocean before we're trying to, you know, get those little boats to take us out there so that we can get on the big ship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The key is that now there are, let's say 40,000 Alexa briefings and 80 million devices. So next year there might be double or triple briefings. Those who jump in earlier and claim a space or a name or start to talk about a topic that maybe nobody else is talking about, they have the chance to be up in the search. We are coming to a close right now. And I know, Sigrun, that you have, as you mentioned to me before we came on, that you have something that our peak performers can be a beneficiary of. So I'd love for you to share that and also share with us your contact information. My website is sigrun.com. My main giveaway, the one that I also treasure the most, is a seven-part video series called Seven Stages of Profitable Online Business. It is case studies from my own business, how I went to six figures and ultimately went to seven figures. And each video is 30 minutes. It includes the slides and also some checklists. And it's a really fantastic way if you're anywhere on this journey of building a profitable online business to get some insights in how you can do it too. That is amazing. And I, I, I'll also be checking that out, you know, <laughs> and I'm sure peak performers will be checking that out as well. So your website just and, and your social media platforms that you're a part of. Yeah, you will find me anywhere. The handle is Sigrun.com on Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, even on Pinterest, LinkedIn, of course. Peak performers, are you as excited as I am as I'm listening to Sigrun talked about, as I listen to her rather, talked about voice first, and we went through the various platforms, Google, Apple, uh, Amazon, and what to even expect from Facebook, how it is as entrepreneurs we need and why we need to jump on this ship right now before it sails deep into the ocean. It has already sailed, but there is some, uh, we can still catch on, we can still jump on board. So we need to do that and do it early before everybody comes on board and then there is very limited space. Of course, there's always going to be space, but then, you know, we would have, we would have missed a lot of the opportunity of being early. So thank you so much, Sigrun. It has been an amazing pleasure talking with you. I enjoyed our conversation and I look forward to seeing what you're up to and wishing you every success as you continue 
on your onward journey. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. So my peak performance, as you know, it does take hours of work to produce one 30-minute episode of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. And I really love it. I enjoy it immensely. But you've been listening for a while and you've been thinking to yourself, if only there was a way to make a contribution to this amazing work. Well, now there is. For as little as $2 per month, you can be a part of this movement. You can contribute because you're already a part. You can contribute to this movement. It will really go far away. As we say in Jamaica, every mickle make a muckle. So simply go to patreon.com forward slash T-E-Y to find out how. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash T-E-Y to learn how you can make a contribution directly to this movement. And of course, there are several perks right there awaiting you. So go right ahead and sign up, make a commitment to this great movement. Now, if you're looking for some great resources, some excellent resources to peak your performance, visit the resources page on hennikawatkisporter.com to gain access. Of course, all the products and services that are listed are ones that I actually use and I can recommend. They have been helping me immensely in my quest to level up and I know that they will help you too. We have come to the end of another great episode of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. Remember to subscribe in Apple Podcasts and download all the episodes that you would have missed if you have not already subscribed and downloaded the episodes and play them to the end as well because good stuff is always at the end too. So do that as well as go and leave a rate and review right now. I'd appreciate that. It helps a lot because I put a lot of effort into creating this free content and it does help when I know that it is of significant value to you. So show your love by going to Apple Podcasts and just leave a rate and review. And when you leave that review, do send me an email at hennikawatkisporto at gmail.com because I'd love to be able to read them in an upcoming episode. And if I'm not notified, I won't know it's there because unless you go into all the different stores in Apple, there is no way that I can actually know that a review was left or a current review was left. So it's important that when you leave your review, you send me an email, let me know about it so I can go look for it and read it live on an episode of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Henneke Watkins-Porto. Remember, you were born to win, but to be a winner, you must plan to win, prepare to win, and expect to win. What good? <laughs>